HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, the best-selling Irish single malt in the U.S. The Sexton is an unexpected modern malt for the everyman, rich in hue, approachable in taste, and memorable in character. Learn more at thesexton.com. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat and Three, HRN's weekly food news roundup. This week, we're celebrating Pride. We speak to the bakers who created a custom wedding cake for Charlie Craig and David Mullins, the couple behind the Masterpiece Cake Shop Supreme Court case. We felt that what happened to Charlie and David was an absolute injustice. Kat Johnson addresses the controversy surrounding Anthony Porosky, Queer Eye's food and wine expert. Many viewers thought these recipes were unsophisticated. And finally, Hannah Forden speaks with nutrition educator Leah Kurtz about the relationship between veganism and queer identity. It's an interesting way in which food can challenge invisible value systems even greater than sexuality does. Listen to Meat and Three, that's M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E this week, and celebrate Pride with HRN. Available on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite listening apps. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And I'm Souther Teague. Hey, Souther. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm great. <clears throat> I'm in a great week. Wow. It's been awesome so far, BCB. Holy crap. There's everything. Last week was Negroni week. Negronis. That was so last week. <laughs> right? Literally. Right? Yes, Negronis right. were so last week. Yeah. Um, uh, but this week, it's BCB. And BCB. We kicked it off right here at Roberta's with the Sexton Irish Whiskey Backyard Bash that we had with... Uh, whole roasted pigs and a never-ending stream of pizza from Roberta's, a live band. Great DJ. Copper everything. A few bars. A couple of bars, some yeah. delicious drinks. Dale DeGroff couldn't get in. Dale DeGroff was <laughs> not allowed in. He got in. <laughs> I really I really wish he would have like pulled the, do you know who the fuck I am card? It's not his style. It's not his style. He stood outside, I saw him, and I was like, what's Dale doing outside? The guy can get into any door with his smile. He can, literally, except apparently past our security, <laughs> which was uh, it's Plenti- plentiful. Plentiful, yeah. yeah it was, was a, a big party. Uh, yeah, I think it was a lot bigger than, than either of us expected it to so, be. So yeah, so for all the listeners out there, next time we invite you to a party, fucking show up. Yeah, it was a fucking. It was great, crazy. It was a great time. 
And that pig. Oh, delicious. Oh, man, it was so good. Yeah, the Roberta's Guru just like... I kind of begged for the ear. I was like, I know there's only two Did ears. you never get one? No, I got one. Oh, you did? Crunchy, delicious, salty. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, the ears are, you know, because when you roast the pig, the ears don't quite get so crisp. She goes, let me cut them off and put them in the pizza oven. In the, in the, 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 the wood-fired pizza oven, yeah. So they got, like, nice and crispy. Dude. Yes. Yeah. I picked, the first thing I did was pick it up and say, can you hear me now? <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, it's off. Uh. Uh, so yeah, we did that, and then BCB is in town, so lots of stuff is going There's on. There's a lot of people in town, they, they, like from all over the world. You Literally know, the world, like yeah. The very first uh, bar convent, Brooklyn. Sure, we uh, had we had Angus on last week to tell us all about it, mm-hmm. and now it's happening right before our eyes. Yeah. It is. I don't. I, I have to assume that maybe it's bigger than he even expected. You I've know seen what? a I, lot actually, of folks. I was there yesterday all day, and it, <clears> it took me. It took me forever just to get through the first building. I, I only saw the first building in like the little outdoor area. Not little, it's a big outdoor area with a bunch of food trucks and stuff like that. I didn't make it past uh, halfway through the uh, that yard before it was time to uh, shut it down and go you know, to some of the after parties and stuff. Here's There's a, a whole other building yeah, yeah. that I haven't even seen yet. Here's the crazy thing. I'm, I'm not even going to get to go to any of it. I'm doing so many events because of it that I'm not going to go to it at all. I know. There's a lot going on. You know, like there's last a lot night of, I was there's at a lot of people. And, last you know. night I was at PDT with Banks Rum, mm-hmm. uh, Stilo Pimentel, and 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 Jim Meehan. Jim got behind the bar. It was great. It was great. He stood up and I, said, he said, he said, Banks asked me to find a guest bartender to get behind the bar, and he, he said, well, I haven't bartended behind this bar since 2010, <laughs> so I'll get behind the bar and be yeah. the guest. Uh, so Amazing. Jim made us some Good drinks. On him. Yeah, um, and lots of folks were there. It was a packed house. And then I went straight from there, actually, to Amori Margo, where we did an event with Fernet Bronco, where we called it the Global Fernet Toast, where at 10 o'clock, we, everybody in the room went on their uh, Instagram Live, and we all had a Facebook, uh, or other Instagram uh, shot of Fernet together, and folks who weren't at the bar, so it was, the notion was we were trying to get as many people in the bar, even though they weren't in the bar, that they'd ever been at the bar. I don't know. Nice. It was kind of goofy. It was fun. And then today, I'm doing the show with you, of course, and then I go to... Um, I'm supposed to go to the Broken Shaker, although it's a little rainy and they're up on a rooftop, so who knows, yeah. for a, a Jägermeister event. Then I come back to Brooklyn and I'm bartending at Clover Club. Then I go back to New York and into Manhattan and i am got an event with Nickel City from Austin at Mind Bar, Blue Quarter. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's, um, it's kind of, uh, I mean, you're a very busy person, so I know you <clears> can handle it, but it's not like a lot to handle. But you know what I will say about uh, the BCB so far is that the... In the Brooklyn Expo Center, which is very nice, they yep. uh, that all the booths like they're like really well done. They're very uh, architecturally like set up and like it's. I would it's, expect like, nothing less lot, from BCB. It's, yeah, there's there's a lot of thought and like actual passion like behind like the the whole setup and everything. And there's plenty of like room to move around and and uh, it doesn't feel too crowded or anything. It's like it's a very nice vibe in there. Have sure. you been to Bar Convent Berlin? I have not. Nor have I. I think we should go. Let's get Heritage Radio Network to uh, send us out there. I think they'll give us a Zoom to take with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can do you one better. I'll give you an engineer. Hey. Hey. All right. It's the uh, Speakeasy Roadshow. Yeah, we can put them in the uh, the overhead. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show, man. Absolutely. Uh, from Washington, D.C., uh, not a terribly long trip, a couple hours. Did you take the train when you get up there? Took the train, yeah. yeah that's the Just smartest, over three. smartest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, we've got Kat Hamidi from uh, Capitoline Vermouth down there. Hey. 
Hey, what's going on? Thanks Welcome for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for uh, sharing your time with me. So you didn't... I asked you if you were doing anything for BCB, and you looked at me a little puzzled. You didn't even know about it. No, I didn't even know about Which it. Which is shocking. I know. So I, I'm to be I'm so close out by. Of the loop. I know it's strange. Well, but you've admitted that you're sort of in a different part now, right? You're not uh, behind the bar. You're not sort of on the ground. You're yeah, not behind the bar anymore, and really focusing on all things Capital Line and DC mainly, and and growing outside of our market. So I should have my finger more on the pulse, I guess. But one thing that I missed was yeah, BCB here. That's all right. It's the yeah. first year. You'll get it next year. Yeah. Um. But so, so you came up just for us. I came up for you, yeah. Yeah, just uh-huh. for you guys. Look at that. Yeah. That's pretty red. I'll squeeze in some other fun things, meals and, and drinks and friends, but yeah, mainly for this. Yeah, awesome. How are you going to stay in town? Not sweet. Uh, came in yesterday. I leave tomorrow oh, on so a later quick. train. So oh, okay. Yeah, pretty quick trip. Pretty quick. You got to get back and take care of business down there. Full production day on Friday, yeah. So it's uh, kind of an overcast, a little bit. Drizzly day here, but you brought us some Americanos made, with, made with one of your vermouths. Let's talk about that two, first, uh, and then we're going to back products, up. Two of our products, actually. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Then we're going to back up and talk about how you got to where you are today. They're so last week. So last week. So <laughs> this week it's all about Americanos. I figured, you know, yeah, we can we can do something a little lower ABV today. So what am I? Uh, I'll pour. I this, definitely want to. I'll pour this that. part. What okay, are we? What, what am sure. I pouring right so, here? So what you have? We we started as a vermouth company. It's slightly confusing. The the first three products that we put out over the last three years are vermouth. That's really. Uh, where the the passion project began. But since then, we've now um, tried our hand at our aperitivo, which is called Tiber. This is a, you know, Italian-style, bitter, spirit-based aperitivo, so rather than wine-based, but in that same kind of family. So rather than using the classic Campari and uh, Italian sweet vermouth, we're using our iteration, which is um, spirit-based with tons of bittering agents, citrus and spice. You're speaking my language. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, you've got wormwood, rhubarb root, gentian, and cinchona bark. So quite a bit of bittering action going on, quite a bit of citrus spice, spirit-based, and then our rosé vermouth, which is essentially sweet vermouth, rosé wine-based sweet vermouth that we make in D.C. This is really cool. I really love the uh, the artwork on the label. I'm a Thank sucker you. for design. Um, Amazing. That's a, a watercolor that we had done for us custom. It's uh, super like psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really tripping on. It's right pretty now. literal. Uh, all of those yeah, things that you see exist, yeah. if not in all of the bottlings and some of the bottlings. And uh, there's a tree there. That's a. Wait, there's a snake? There's in a it? snake, yeah. That's uh, my business partner's. <laughs> what are you playing? Where's Waldo over there? <laughs> no, there's my, a snake there's in literally the Tiber. Snake. Yeah. Oh, there is no oh. snake in the Tiber. That would be the one thing that okay. does it. So far, we don't have snakes in the booze that we we'll get there never say never never say never <laughs> Ooh, americano so refreshing yeah i just poured americanos for all of us <laughs> okay oh is that a snake sound <laughs> a snake sound dave i made one for Gosh, you incredible. too can we get it dave stop, stop, messing, stop messing around with, with the foley art stop messing <laughs> with me. i think there's something in the studio uh, there's a snake in my boots <laughs> oh man too many snakes in this motherfucking studio <clears throat> can i say that yeah, uh, here's uh, one. Yeah, Take I'm one. just going to let that one ride. <laughs> <laughs> so this looks gorgeous. All right. Americano cheers. style. Cheers, everybody. I can't, yeah. reach, I can't reach way over there. Well, cheers. Cheers to you. Here, I'll do it with this. There we go. Perfect. Oh. Perfect. I'll do it with my other drink. <laughs> it both sounds very right. cool. So that's delightful. Uh, you were bartending, and you've, you're, you're, you've been born and reared all in and around D.C. all your life. That's right. You never Native lived anywhere else. Always lived there, yeah. I would say sad but true, but it's a great city. So it is delighted, a great city. Yeah, I used, delighted I used to, to live there. I used to live there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I lived in. I've lived in DC my whole life, and I worked many, many years in, in restaurants. And that's actually where this project was born. Was um, 
in many years ago working with my business partner, uh, Peter Paston, who's a chef restaurateur in D.C. We started this pretty humble, low-key cocktail program years ago at a restaurant called Obelisk. And at that point, we were making everything in-house that we could. I mean, the restaurant was the kind of place where we made our house-made butter and pasta and bread, et cetera. So that same ethos kind of spilled over into the um, beverage program where we were making nocino and laurel leaf liqueur and limoncello, things that were a little more straightforward. Nocino, not so straightforward. Sure, right. A couple and, major failures yeah. in, in, in the nocino <laughs> land before we got it right. And what, you were leading that charge? You were behind the bar? Yeah, I was behind the bar. It, you know, it's a... It, it's, a very small trattoria that's 11 tables and, and, and very intimate. And the bar itself is actually a three seat bar. So it's um, sort of just a really small cocktail program that we started. Sure. Italio centric, uh, Maro based, um, vermouth based, a lot of low ABV stuff. Um, and it all started there. We, we um, decided after kind of trying, uh, we were making, like I said, nochinos and cellos and things like that. And uh, one day decided we thought we'd try our hand at vermouth production, all intended just for in-house consumption. And that's how it went for a few years. So what 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 year was this? Like what time? 2000. Like, I want to say it was 2007. So this is really early on in the kind of in like the craft low game. Sure. Well, in that, yeah. yeah. But in also in but just also the, craft, yeah. the making your own stuff game. Like craft, yeah. of course, was you know, sprang around in mid to late nineties, but then like, Oh, not only can I make crap cocktails, I can make the components themselves. Totally. Right. That came along a little bit later, but this is kind of in the beginning of that. I think pretty early. I will say that I think, you know, the inspiration for a lot of it is, is my business partner, Peter, who, who, um, always sort of did things, uh, in a way that, that were not on trend. And this restaurant existed 1987 in DC. The dining scene was very different than it is now. Not, not exactly as sophisticated or, um, you know, it was it was sort so, of a, a rough go opening a restaurant like that in the beginning, and so he certainly inspired me and has been a mentor to me for for many years. So the restaurant still exists. Obelisk still exists. Since yeah, nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. It opened. That's a long run. In the same sort of in a, a, in, you a, know, in a major city. I, I think and anywhere, but yeah, for sure. And I th- I think the meal there at that point, it's a five course tasting. Like I said, everything made in house was like thirty two bucks or something. That's uh, <laughs> pretty wild, and it's not that much more expensive now. It's like a it's like a hundred bucks for one of the best meals in the in the city, if not the best meal in the city. But um, very cool. Yeah. And- and so you started making this stuff just for in-house use. Yeah, exactly. We, we and were... then, of course, what happens every time is but... people start gathering around and say things like, this is amazing. Holy you should shit, bottle it. Can good. I buy some of this from you? Yeah. <laughs> but I, think... I will say in 07, 08, 09, up until really recently, vermouth specifically, people didn't know what it was. I mean, there's a lot of right. there's a lot of conversation <laughs> around it. They well, what is don't. they still don't. No, believe me, as a vermouth maker, I, I feel those <laughs> questions all the time. Mainly either what is vermouth or I don't like vermouth. And I like that question or I like that statement a lot because then I get the, I have the opportunity then to change your mind totally. on the spot, right? I don't like vermouth. Why is that? And most people just go, "Ah, you know, I just don't." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Me- meaning more, I don't. I don't know you, what it is. I don't know what it is, or it's something that I've been told by my parents, my grandparents, that you don't need in your drink, or you need very little of it, or oh, that wave it over the glass. Yeah, th- that, that joke. influence of like some uh, some like so failed, uh, you know, like experiences with, with just life in general. You know, like that's that's pretty heavy. Like the uh, the I we talk about vermouth quite a bit on this show, don't we? You do because we like I it. Love we, that. Cause Thank we you. Like it. And the thing is, we. Um, Especially you coming from a culinary background, I feel like I feel like vermouth and like wine based spirits, they they kind of come from. It makes sense that you base a program on that because I don't know. I have this weird connection with like food. 
I mean, obviously, well, food and wine. We all do. Yeah. But, like, I think vermouth is just kind of, like, the next step into just, like, adding, you know, like, you've got all these different ingredients that you're infusing into the actual vermouth. And it all comes, you can find all those in pretty much every kitchen. You know, right, like for sure. And, and it's quite literal in this case. Kind of what happened, we right? Did, we did that. Yeah, we, we know, okay, so it's it's aromatized fortified wine, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're fortifying with neutral spirit because that's what we had available to us, right? And otherwise, everything in that first iteration, when we first experimented with making vermouth, were available on hand. And that we had an herb garden in the back in an alley, in a DC alley. We had a little, you know, really humble, again, is a word that I'll use, rosemary and thyme and marjoram and mint, two different kinds of mint and whatever was laying around. And uh, spice that you would have on a shelf like cardamom and things like that all went into the spirit. And we just really were winging it at that point. But you're just fucking around and having fun. And, just and, fucking and, around, yeah. And ultimately, really, <laughs> yeah, it's not that vastly different 10 years later on market as a product that we make that different yeah it's different we don't use Everclear anymore to you, yeah, <laughs> right you, you, know? you refined your approach we refined it yeah we figured out what, what worked but and what didn't the approach is still the same it's, it's the same just approach. a little cleaner yeah yeah that makes sense to me and, and we also you know we use pretty thoughtful well-sourced wine so uh, not not the same animal a little bit more thoughtful and yeah polished so the I kind of want to talk about this for a second um, you know we except before we we talk about um vermouth quite a bit on the show because we love it and I think Southern and I and of course you obviously we're all big champions of vermouth uh, like we uh, like uh, big supporters like we we tend to really push the idea I mean obviously you have a, a bitters bar a 240 yeah. square foot bitters bar mm-hmm. I, I remember that number now thank you <laughs> I say 214 but you know, that makes it sound even Nobody tougher. likes yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Diminutized. My bathroom's bigger than your bar. That's um, a gigantic bathroom. Wow. Well, where do you, you know, live, New Jersey? I, you know, no, I have, yeah, bar. Yeah. I have a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but I think the, the idea of like the like for instance, like Amori Margo having so many different types of Amari and, and vermouth, you know, these are things that weren't necessarily so much in the the consumer's mind in the United States for a very long time because Up they until just very recently, didn't understand I would say. Them, yeah, for you know? sure. And also, I mean, you know, we can blame a, we can blame everything on prohibition, prohibition as much as we sure. want, you know. And but, World War Two, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, historical. Totally. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, when when it comes to vermouth and amari and those different types of categories, I think really what's happening right now more than just like the the idea of wanting to figure out more about what these kind of weird things are these vermouths that like apparently you were just supposed to like look at when you're making a martini and never touch right I think the idea of like low ABV drinking is and well I don't think I know it's it's really big right now and there yeah, are whole good. like sections of menus there are there, bars that just base their whole programs on it there are several and books I, I think that's here several books, books that have recent, yeah. at least recently come out within the last two years that are focused on the notion of lower ABV drinking session drinking that's yeah, what it's all about that's the name of the book actually yeah. there's one book that just came out called <laughs> Session Drinks yeah Session there's Drinks there's The Shim there's a Spritz there's book there's Spritz yeah. yeah 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 so I mean have you noticed uh I mean, you you must have noticed uh, a big change, obviously, as far as like the production of your your brand and your spirit, your, your vermouth. But have you noticed much change happening? For instance, like I know, like we always talk about this as well. Like we live in certain like little bubbles. cocktail bubbles, yeah. you know. Um, have you noticed any of that change occurring in different like 
kind of like satellite cities? I I mean, I can certainly speak on on D.C. and D.C. culture. Um, We, Capital Line, went to market in 2015. We're we're just actually next week, I think, is our three-year anniversary. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and, and I'm very on the ground there. I, I not only do production um, and all the business ownership side, but I also am doing all the sales in D.C. So I'm very on the ground. And I can say that the consumer, be it on or off-prem, if you're talking to a, you know, mm-hmm. a bar yeah. owner or someone running a program or you're talking to somebody at the farmer's market where we can sell booze in D.C., which is pretty great. Ooh, um, really yeah, cool. Wow, around. that is cool. This is our second year. Yeah. So on the, like, on the sidewalk in front of the portrait gallery in D.C., wow. I'm slinging booze every week. If That's you, yeah, really <laughs> want to awesome. swing by. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, so, so I can speak to my city, at least, that these things have dramatically changed. Uh, I just want to say real quick. Yeah. That's the capital of our fucking nation. <laughs> yeah. And you can right. do it there. Yeah. Why can't you do it everywhere, everywhere. else? Yeah. I think that the, right. the farmer's market I, I, I totally lobby... Agree. Is the government listening yeah. to the show right yeah. now? Please listen. No, they're not. This is the show they're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Well. I'm going to get up on my soapbox and talk yeah. about how America is great. America but it could be better. Guess what? Vermouth, it could y'all. be better. Tax dollars. <laughs> Every city pays attention to that. Yeah. Wow, this is... Follow, very, follow I'm the getting, money. I'm, I'm getting gonna, a little I'm emotional. I'm crying right now. <laughs> oh, that's the booze. Never mind. <laughs> give me vermouth or give me death. <laughs> I have vermouth. I'm going to give you vermouth. Oh, we, we have some right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I think that the tides have turned in a way. Uh, and I can say, certainly speaking to the consumer, which I love, like I said before, I love when people tell me they don't like vermouth or they're not interested in vermouth um, and having the opportunity to taste them on something. It's not for everybody. It's really not. I mean, it is relatively niche. I know that very well. I, you know, I started a vermouth company because I never want to retire. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> that's why I opened a bar. That's why, yeah, that's yeah. why we do what we do, right? Never clock it's out. Like, yes, exactly. Uh, but, but speaking to the, you know, the, the non-industry consumer and having those conversations and kind of changing minds is, is incredibly gratifying. It's a lot of fun to turn somebody onto something that they have a preconceived notion about, which is really, even in our industry, even in food and beverage, people up until recently had a preconceived notion about sure. vermouth, right? Oh, of course. You know, so that's certainly changing. I, I don't think it's a trend. I really think that it, it has staying power because... I do. I agree. I don't think it's... Yeah. It, it may be trending, but it's not it, going to go away. I think away. it's trending, but It's yes. only going to get yeah. stronger. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like education. You can't unring the bell. Once people are educated, yeah. they can't go backwards. Yeah. yeah. I always say that quality is not a trend. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. You know? So, and that's, and that's, that's the thing about, like, making quality, like, vermouths, you know? Yeah. like. You know, these aren't these aren't your run the mill just like I'm not gonna name you names. <laughs> Careful <but> like, now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, no, it's not your mass production, uh, you know, bulk Trebio Trebiano wine that's grown on the you know, like on a, the side of a road in Italy somewhere and it's right. you know it's a very different experience. It's craft versus anything else. Yeah, totally. And yeah. and these are the kind of vermouth that you would to me, when I think about vermouth and the way you would drink it like classically, it's like drinking it on its own, maybe like as a uh like a even like a highball, absolutely, sorts. absolutely. Yeah. Vermouth and soda, I'm in. Vermouth yeah. and soda, vermouth and tonic. Yeah, just vermouth on the rocks, super there. If you had, I'm not going to name names. The Voldemort of uh, <laughs> vermouth. I can picture it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Patronus. Yeah. Anyway, so but like you, if you had those, then yeah, no shit, you would think that like the vermouth sucked and you yeah. shouldn't be in your martini whether or not you think that it sucks because i don't uh, you know those are the workhorses and they're out there whether or not you think they suck you probably aren't thinking to yourself this is great right it's a but space filler for a lot it, of it, that's, uh, it's cocktails, a place unfortunately but yeah we're it's a the place only holder. fucking country that thinks that way about vermouth 
Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Well, we have it's it's it is dumb cultural bit, things yeah. that made us think this way. Uh, you know, uh, don't put any vermouth in your martini. Right. Like, Part of the issue stupid. too is, is mishandling a product. Obviously, I mean, you guys know that as it's as, a wine. As, yeah, you can't Treat leave it, yes, something on a shelf. Yeah, yeah. Please, exa- thank you. Thanks, Dave. You say vermouth. that again. <laughs> Refrigerated. Thank you. <laughs> sexy. Uh, it really was <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> Those two words have never been said in a more appealing way. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's the mishandling. That's another problem. It's it's not just that you have mass produced vermouth that uh you know is not necessarily compelling or interesting it might not taste bad necessarily exactly. right That's but the it's point I'm you're to not make. inspired by but it. that it's been mishandled you that know? then you mishandle it you leave it on a shelf for and then when you talk about cocktails plus. that involve vermouth and people who want to put less and less in there uh, you know a ham and cheese sandwich is not a ham and cheese sandwich if there's no cheese yeah exactly like it's got to be it's there it's not a martini it's if just a ham sandwich yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> which is i guess okay <laughs> not, anyway I mean, we should, <laughs> We should take a quick break uh, and hear from our sponsors, and we'll come right back and keep talking to Kat Hamidi from Capital Line Vermouth. All right. This is the story of men and women who shed not only their clothes, but also their... I'm Souther Teague of Moria Margo and co-host of The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, a new and unexpected modern malt for the everyman. The whiskey is made from 100% Irish malted barley, triple distilled for smoothness in copper pot stills, and consciously aged for four years in Oloroso sherry butts. My favorite part about the Sexton is that sherry influence from those Oloroso sherry butts. They're the large sherry uh, barrels that have been used. And then the, uh, the whiskey gets aged in them for four years, giving them this sort of nutty, almost savory quality. Um, the copper pot still makes for an extremely smooth finish. Um, I like it in a highball or just neat. Uh, every time I have a sip, I, I want another one. So next time you're gathered with friends or posted up at your favorite bar, reach for The Sexton, the best-selling Irish single malt in North America. You can learn more at thesexton.com. Sounded good on that drop. Hey, man, thanks. <laughs> that was me making some sexing on the rocks. Yeah, man. Here at the studio bar. It sounded real sexy. It was super sexy. Sextony. Hey. Hi. The, the sextony. Dot <laughs> uh, <laughs> com. Dot <laughs> com. Uh, all right, we're back with Kat Hamidi from Capital Line Vermouth down in Washington, D.C. We're drinking some delicious Americanos made with both your products. You also have a, a, um, a sort of a bitter that you make. Yes, indeed. Which is called uh, Tiber, right? That's right. Uh, this is delicious. Agree, Dave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I, I just burst into the studio during the break to exclaim about how delicious it was. He actually did. You. That's the truth. Yeah, it's very, very good. Thank and, you. And uh, you have... Okay, we've talked a little bit about this Americano or a couple times. Tell us about the other... Like, let's, We've talked about the, the idea of removed and like production from uh, the, the start from the, the restaurant and everything. Why don't you run us through the, uh, the different marks? Through your line, yeah. Have. The three different products. Sure. Yeah. What do you got? Um, so, okay. So, well, I see white rose and dry. white rose dry. So, so really, uh, the first two products we we so in restaurant setting years go by after Obelisk. We talked about the restaurant. 
uh, Peter and I opened another restaurant together. I was running his uh, beverage program, uh, the the bar and wine program there called Eto, which is a really special place in D.C. Um, we were making uh, tons of different sorts of vermouth, dry vermouth, different wine bases, different fortification, different recipes, quinato, all sorts of things. And um, I was working behind the bar, managing from behind the bar. And so as we were making, continue to make house-made products, we, uh, I was pouring them in my program and got to talk to my customers about uh, what we were doing and incorporating them into cocktails. And, and so it was essentially, you know, like a, a whole, the whole public was my sort of sounding board for everything that I was doing. And so when we decided to go to market, um, part of it was that these, the first two products that we put out to market were the white vermouth and rosé vermouth were so well received by the folks that were coming into the restaurant. Um, that was part of the impetus. These people were getting a lot of pleasure out of drinking them on their own. Uh, that was the idea. So we have a white vermouth and that's, um, you know, in a Blanc Bianco style, it's bittersweet, uh, white wine based vermouth and the rosé vermouth. So stylistically they're sort of similar in that they're sweeter style vermouth, sipping vermouths, um, that you would have classic kind of Spanish style on their own on ice, with a little bit of seltzer. Yes. It's a way to do it. Yeah. You know, it's the easiest cocktail uh, that you can make, right? You pour <laughs> it out I, of a bottle and I, over I, ice. And you know, when, when, I, when I give talks and classes and people ask me what vermouth is, I, I have this little spiel that I do. You know, I'm always trying to, like, engage my audience by tricking them a little, right? So I'll say... I like that. Go yeah, on. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it really briefly, but I'll say, listen, a vermouth is an aromatized fortified wine. I say, if you stop at the, uh, at the wine shop on your way home from work tonight and you pick up a bottle of table wine and then you swing by the grocery store and you pick up some herbs and some, some citrus fruit and a, maybe a pear and then you swing by the liquor store and you pick up some brandy and you go home and you add all of the wine and you cut up the fruit and the herbs and you add some of the brandy, what have you made? And the crowd usually goes, vermouth. And I go, well, you made sangria, sangria. <laughs> but you're real close cousins. <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, so it's that's the so notion. Wrong. So, not so wrong. So when people come into my bar and say, I'll have a glass of wine, and I'll say, we don't have wine, but I have vermouth, they look a little off-put. But then I say, do you like sangria? What sort of wine do you drink? I've got 16 or more vermouths on hand. I'm sure I can appease you in some way. I love that. Most of the time they just say, well, just give me a Manhattan. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. You did your part. I do, I do my no, part. No, there's still vermouth in that, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 But the but the thing about the the, the category of like vermouth and aromatized wines, is like you really, I, I I typically get people in with like like a Barolo Cognato. Sure. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's Barolo, but yeah. it's got stuff in it. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, it's a Barolo yeah, cocktail. Now check out this vermouth. Fascinating. Because I, I think that's not the gateway aromatized wine, but I'm, I'm glad that that's your angle and I support your angle. But I, I think it's as long sort as of we're getting like people drinking fortified oh, wines. No. Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it takes. The sangria experiment. The Sherry. Like <laughs> yeah, anything, please. You know. Right. Yeah. I also cool. want to point out, it's a, a unique thing to the martini that people say less and less and less vermouth. No one's ever mm. said, give me a Manhattan with very little. No, rinse no my glass with reverse, vermouth. Reverse Manhattan. Come That's so great. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. 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 I get that every once in a while. A reverse Manhattan. But also. But I get reverses all the time, but I've never had anyone ever have you say to me, just rinse my glass with vermouth for my For Manhattan. a Manhattan. Like Absolutely you do for never. a martini. You know? just no, never. That's never. such a good this is point. The one, this is one that really mind blowing. fucks my mind up. When someone comes in, they order a Gibson. Mm-hmm. They never say anything ever about the vermouth. Say yeah. anything about the vermouth, right? But when they order a martini, they they're do. like, no, "Yeah, unique, dry, dry, dry." The difference yeah. between a Gibson and a martini is basically it's the garnish, garnish, and, and now and bitters. Like, frankly, I don't. Okay, I don't, I don't no, bitter my Gibson. Enough. Same, same. Okay, I, but but I'll, that's I'll, a that's yeah. a yeah. But, but that's a, but that's a like, seasoning that's a kind of like visually right? and yeah. classically what yeah. you're thinking about when you want a martini or a Gibson. Like when you order a Gibson. You want the fucking cocktail? You're kind of blowing my mind right now. What? Why is that? 
No, no idea. Mind blown. Yeah, no, really. Like when I when I go to Keen's every Monday for lunch, <laughs> and I order a Gibson. Why do you not call me? I'm off on Mondays. You go every Monday. Rude. I know I, you go no, a lot. We talked about this before Monday? the show. I'm a um, I'm a letter writer. Oh, you go there and write letters. I just oh, I'll write you a letter. Or you're going to send you. him a letter to invite okay. him. Some correspondence okay. documents. We can sit at separate places on the bar. <laughs> I'll give you the wave. Uh, Monday, Keens, you want to do it? Absolutely. You're in town. I I'll have Wait, to look at my. Are you at, Are you at Tiki by the Sea? No, I'm not going to that. Are you? I think so. you it, were supposed to. I'm so, you I talked about it. Okay, so maybe we'll go Wednesday before I, the show. Well, that that'd be a hell of a day. You guys are so cute. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about Have this offline. Have you seen line. that photo of us on the Sexton where we're looking at the, into each oh, other's man. eyes? Oh, it's adorable. God. No, but I you described that. it to me in great oh, detail God. earlier. Yes, I did. <laughs> Do me a favor as a thank you. Will you send me that framed <laughs> to my home address? Done. Yeah, post, done. <laughs> I would really like that. But no, oh, well. the thing is, like when okay. I when I order a Gibson, yeah. like you just I, take it as is, right? I take it as, but but I also am a big fan of vermouth. So yeah. like I don't want to. I want you to make me your Gibson. Yeah. However you make it. However you make it. I don't care because I, I want a gin martini. You're right. With, you know, with a cocktail. I've, I have always noticed or five. The, the, the martini. I like olives and onions. I like to double it. I've yeah. always, yeah. I've always it's soup and salad. I call that. Yeah. I've always noticed the folks <laughs> ask for less vermouth in their martini. They've never asked for less vermouth in their Manhattan. No, it's and you're right. I've, I'm now that I'm rolling through my mind. I, no one's ever said a word about You've a Gibson. You've never yeah. had an order for a dry Gibson. Yeah, can you make my Gibson extra dry? Just wave the bottle of vermouth so. over the top. No one gets fussy about the fucking Gibson because the Gibson is great. You know, the Gibson is hidden in my my personal logo. It's not hidden. It's there, but like, it's it's kind of subtle. I don't think I realized until maybe you have only one personal okay. logo. A number two. one. That, that can we see like the logo? Can you show me the logo? Yeah, I can show it to you. Yeah. You guys keep talking. I'm looking at my logo. But no, <laughs> multitasking. Like, okay, do you like Gibson cocktails? No, I love a Gibson see. cocktail. I no love I love onions and essentially any form. I love too. vermouth and I love gin. So you put them all in the same place. And onions. I'm on board. Man. I'm also a one to one martini drinker. Yeah, you like a partially, 50 50? Me partially, too. partially because I'm a vermouth maker. Same. So well, not, not you know. that part, but also well, like we were talking about before. Because I don't want to be drinking. wrecked after a martini. Yeah. Where's That's the onion? Gibson right in between my... Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Nice. Look at that. All right. Well, my you'll God. have to post that. So I'll post it on the... I'll post it on the... Post it so the people can see. The new yeah. Speakeasy Podcast Instagram. Please yeah. go look at that. 50-50 martini. 50-50. Make it soft. Make it tasty. Make it herbaceous. And and put a fucking onion in it. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> put a yeah. fucking onion put in it. Put a fucking onion in it. <laughs> However, I, I will say this. I'm, I'm a stickler about Dave, that onion. Dave, that's the title of this show today. Put a fucking onion in it. Done and done. Um, I, I am a stickler about the onion. When I go and I ask for a Gibson, I'll, uh, if I want one, I'll say to whoever. Can I see your garnish tray? I, I don't say can I see it, but I say <laughs> I look at the bartender and I say, look, just answer me honestly. Do you have a good onion for a Gibson? Yeah, fair and enough. And I think they know what I mean. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. If it's those little rinky dinks that are kind of squishy, uh-uh. not squishy. Rinky dink is fine if it's firm if it's and crunchy. it's super pickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rinky and put, dink like... is fine if it's firm. <laughs> oh fuck! Subtitle to the show. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just said that. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, off to off the uh, okay. Gibson and back to so, vermouth. Let's talk about vermouth some more. Ugh. Okay, you got three marks. We got three marks. You got a dry, a white, which is a Bianco, and drink, drink, your rose. Drink, drink. But yes. you don't make a sweet. Well, no, they are sweet. That's the thing. The white and the rose are both sweet vermouth. Sure, sure. I don't categorize. Agreed. Yeah, we oh, don't okay. categorize in this very specific uh, way. We we identify them by their wine base, not necessarily by the the sugar, the you know the sweetness level. Sure. So Bricks. so. 
Right. Um, and the dry was really born of two things. We, we released the white and the rosé, and they existed for a couple years before. We had been working on other, other recipes, of course, simultaneously. But before we released our third product, which is the dry, we were getting calls from bartenders in D.C. for dry vermouth. When are you guys going to make a dry? Do you have a dry in the works? People wanted that. So we, of course, had many different recipes for dry vermouth. And this is one that really, this is Peter's kind of passion bottling. It's, it's pretty avant-garde, pretty out there dry. I feel like maybe that's the one we should pop and try. It's, it's pretty weird. Pop it it's open. Yeah, made with, uh, Pass me that wanky. Yeah, one is it? This one? So again, all the bittering agents in the world, fresh artichoke. It kind of lives in the land between an Amaro and, and a vermouth, um, and, and it's pretty pretty out there, but super delicious. Um, I'm realizing yeah. as I'm opening this bottle, Dave, I don't know where any of the glasses went when oh. we cleaned up from the party the other day. I'm going to have to hit it out you, of the bottle. Can you grab it? Oh, we this, can just do this that. This place is still a mess. We broke all of them. Um, it was I a do. hell of a party. <laughs> Thank you, the sexton. Yeah, what a rager. I'm sorry I missed that. I am too. You should have come up early. I had a dinner that night. I couldn't do it. I can't get it. I know what you're telling me to do, Damon. <laughs> I, I fucked up the, the. Do you need some help there? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> oh. You got it. You like do it. an angel to the listeners what you're doing. There, there we go. Beautiful. You were talking over. Oh my I was god. Just, I, I had such a panic attack just now. Do Relax. We a, do we have a vessel? Do you know how long it's been since I've opened up? Bottle of wine. It really has. I don't have any wine. I don't have anything on the. You don't bar. have anything He's, with a cork. Nope. He's opening a bottle of wine with a lighter, a cigarette lighter right now. Oh, and a shoe. <laughs> I'm doing it with my shoe. Yeah. You know the shoe method? I know. I've never have tried ever, it. I don't, I don't know it? if I buy it. Have you ever done it? I've never yes. tried it. Like where you're flip-flop, you just pop a freaking cork out of the other end? <laughs> have yes. you tried it? No, I just saber shit. Yeah, sabering is like legit. I don't know about <laughs> the shoe Even if thing. it doesn't have bubbles, I'm just like, fuck it. Have I'm going to s- pull out a sword <laughs> well, and okay. cut the top off. Cut the top off I don't, I don't mean to plug. Of I don't mean to plug anybody, but I love them both. So, you know, Jeff Morgenthaler was just on the show recently. Yeah. He paired up with Cocktail Kingdom. To, you know, all these guys are making tools. Robert Simonson made the old-fashioned kid, and Dave Wonders has made a bunch of junk with him. But Morgenthaler has a sabering sword yeah. that's coming out from Cocktail Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like 80% useless, but fucking awesome. <laughs> Have you seen the Gigger? The like three ounce to one mm, ounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for like, making martinis. Wow, this is great. We're like, all gonna drink from one glass because that's all we have in the studio we're right family. now. We're a family. Some of those tools are just fun to have. Just so you can say you oh, have them. Like, if yeah, you, exactly. If, of course. Just like shop tools. It's like how often you need a bearing puller. I don't even know what that is, but yes. Yep. Need one. But you got one. The maybe. times, the times yeah. you need it. There it is. There it is. Exactly. Yeah, I've got my blue blazer mugs. Use them once a year. Yeah, maybe. But when you when but you when need you them, need it, you're there. like, "Look what I got!" Like, I'm gonna light this whole fucking place on fire. Turn down the lights. This throw is happening. The fire around. <laughs> yes. Turn down the lights. This is happening. Uh, this is delightful. Thank you. It's very uh, cleansingly dry. Like it's it goes all across my palate, mm. and then yeah. I'm dry. Yeah, super dry. Yeah. So the thing about the you were saying the 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 white and the rosé, um, and the, and the, they are like considered like kind of like your sweeter vermouths. Yeah. Do you think the term sweet vermouth is like... Mm. I think it's problematic. That's, that's what mm-hmm. killed I think it's problematic, yeah. Absolutely. I think people think that so they... so fucking dry. This yeah. is yeah. the like driest dry. white wine yeah. I've ever had in my life. Right. <laughs> There's also a lot of astringent things going yeah. on in there, including fresh artichoke. No, I, I, That'll do it. I 100% think that, that the terminology of sweet vermouth is, is, a, is, is misleading and, and a misnomer. How does that affect you as a person who has to sell this stuff as, uh, by the case? Well, the, It affects me having to sell it by the ounce. By, right. Can you, can you say off dry? Right. What do you say? Like, <laughs> I'll try. Um, I, 
part of the impetus for the not labeling our vermouth sweet. Part of it was that we knew we wanted to make more than one sweet vermouth. So you don't want to have that, that issue where you have multiple sweet vermouths and one's sweet white. We, so, so we name them based on their wine, like I said. Um, I think that when it comes to sweet vermouth, one of the blessings is that there's more sweet vermouth in cocktail culture, in cocktail recipes that people are comfortable with. So I'm introduced as a consumer to sweet vermouth in my Manhattan. So you know it's there already and you've experienced it. So that's the gateway. That's ha- that's the end. Do you drink Do you drink a Manhattan? Do you True. drink a Negroni? Yep. Let's talk about no, the components of those cocktails. So last week. So last week. <laughs> We're going to use that hashtag, a lot. Like, I, I feel good about it. Hashtag, yeah. so last Every week. time we say that, we should take a shot of vermouth. Wow. Done. <laughs> Actually, no, we have to, I, we have to retrofit it for all the times we've already said it? Yeah, yeah. this is right. I, that, I was thinking I'm going to roll the tape back. Yeah. <laughs> if, don't you don't do mind, if you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So wait, what was the question? Sweet vermouth. If that, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it, it is it, because people think they don't like sweet things in the same way that people think they like dry martinis. I mean, if you want to drink a glass of gin, more power to you. You've had a rough day, a rough life. <laughs> I get it. But, you know, you the perception is something that needs to be dis- discussed. Everything that I everything that we make capital line, every last bottling that we do is, is a conversation. So um, I think that people think they don't like sweet things, but I think that it's easy to introduce people to a sweet vermouth when you give them a barometer. Sure. Do you like a Manhattan? Do you drink X cocktail? You know, Here's one of the components of that cocktail. Why don't you try it on its own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of trying, like, trying something on its own, isn't it funny how like you just said that like Having a, a glass of gin is kind of weird. It's the only, like, and I'm not saying this because I'm actually a brand ambassador for a gin company. It's like the Doesn't only hurt, spirit. <laughs> it's the only spirit, uh, it's liquid out there that like is kind of taboo to drink on its own. But we're just talking about people like if you were drinking a, a glass of gin like on the rocks, you're like, eh, it's kind of kind of weird, right? Yeah. But those then, martini guys who don't want any vermouth. guys who don't want any vermouth, they're basically doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Isn't that fucking crazy? It is crazy. I have a couple of semi-regulars at Amori Margo who roll in and they drink pink gin. So uh, I would say, I would say gin, that which is just gin and bitters on ice. Yeah, I, and I, I, I love I pink gin. gin. Yeah, and too. I actually, I love, I do drink gin neat. You know who else does? Eric Job. Yeah. Hey, Jobby. Hey. We sit around oftentimes and drink beef cold eater. gin. Just neat, warm, neat, neat, really neat, truly out of the bottle. The, it's a weird cultural thing. It's like yeah. you might. I would love to see the stats on this, but like you might say that straight gin is probably one of the most popular cocktails, or one of the most popular drinks, yeah. rather, in our culture, and right. it's because of people drinking dry martinis, dry martinis, or yeah. martinis with effectively no vermouth. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I just thought about that. Just yeah. Now. Yeah. Let's explore that. That's uh, that's unique. You're right. Wow. You're totally right. That's fucked up. It is Where's that bomb up. sound? Yeah. <laughs> I love the wind afterwards. It's so good. Can you yeah. send me that it's PDF? Good. Good. Like whatever it's file crazy. that is. I feel like I need to have that at the ready. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. Get you, that to be your your uh, your text message. You're walking around. <laughs> music. To be my like, every time somebody texts you. It's yeah. gotta be my ringtone. Yeah. And that <laughs> like, long too, where it's like a good ten seconds long. I'll, I'll like yeah. do that with like that business partner afterward. Like every time my business partner texts me, he's like, yeah. ignore, <laughs> delete. I'm kidding, y'all. No, no. Uh, so how are anyway vermouth? Yeah, anyway, back things, to vermouth and Apple TV. How are things going? You've been doing this now how long as a as a company? We launched in fifteen. 
June of 15. So three years. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. You said that know, It takes time Just before three weeks, that. Three weeks next year. Three, 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 three years next three week. Three years next week. Yep, the other side of that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so professionally for, for three and some years. Um, and I I know for a fact that that people are have a higher level of appreciation are really into this sort of thing. It's I can't ex- say exactly where it stems from. I think, you know, everything craft, local... Um, independent small businesses is much more appealing to people than uh, it, ha- I think, ever now than it has been historically, and there's more people doing it. Oh, I agree. I can also speak to D.C. distiller, maker, and brewers, and that we have a very strong, growing, pretty kick-ass community happening. So in D.C., things are really, people are super interested. I mean, D.C. is the, the town of politics and power, right? And a lot of the people that I sell my product to are, are linked to that, you know, to the government. And, and, and those are the jobs they're doing. They're lawyers. They're lobbyists. So they're not industry people. Um, you know, cocktail geekdom is, you guys can attest to this at its highest level. People are, are really into what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so selling vermouth three years ago versus today uh today people are, are much more open to it mm-hmm. and it's an incredible thing yeah i love that you're at the farmer's market i think that's such a great place to be for a vermouth yeah and it makes sense exactly uh, specifically like, for this yeah it's things it's that came out of the ground yeah yeah it's agriculture and we made them into this thing yeah yeah what stand are you next to are you next to like we're next the hot to apple <laughs> cider stand what do you got so we're next to the to the <laughs> fresh farm markets dc's is who runs the market that we're in and we're next to them and then to my right is a cultivated mushroom dude yeah. right across from me right is on, my, my good friend thor <laughs> what's in that cooler in the back buddy the brewery. i want to see what's yeah, in the yeah. back cooler show there. me the good mushrooms right <laughs> the ones that smell weird uh so then across from me is my good friend thor right proper uh brewery in dc so we're selling beer thor yes Nice. Thor, he's a NASCAR fan. He's a great guy. Uh, NASCAR. <laughs> super into NASCAR. Yeah. Great guy. So, yeah. So, there's other distilleries and makers that are selling at the market, too. It's pretty great. That yeah. is great. Are, you, are, are all of you guys planted sort of towards the entrance so that everybody can get a drink and walk around? <laughs> you know, we unfortunately can't sell cocktails. You can taste oh, everything yeah. at okay. the table. Um, but can I get yeah. a 10-ounce taster glass? <laughs> yeah. Or 10 of those one-ounce yeah. taster glasses? <laughs> Let me know when. Unfortunately, you can't walk away with the drink, so we're not quite ah. not quite New Orleans yet, all but right, uh, right. it is still D.C. after all. Fine. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about um, how people can find you and get in touch. Are you, where are you? Are you just, you're not just in D.C.? We're in D.C. and um, Maryland, uh, Delaware, South Carolina, Tennessee. Working on other markets, working in California and New York currently. Yeah. Um, so we get some of that like bootleg shit. You can get some of that bootleg. It's on your <laughs> table in front of you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, right anything there. we can do to help we you do. get into? Are you looking totally. for a distributorship up here? Or? Yeah, we we got, um, we got connections. Yeah. Awesome, thank Tomar, you. Tamar, you listening? Hey, Tamar, I don't know you, but can I get to know you? He's at uh, Bowler Wine, awesome. but he runs their uh, spirits. So, so that he started their spirits, but but they they're a wine. Uh, distributor up here, so I'm sure they'd awesome. be interested. In it. He yeah. loves small, crafty stuff. In fact, he he uh, he's made it his mission to to sort of try and take down the evil empire that is uh, uh, you know Southern and and uh, empire. Yeah. That, that's you know Tomar of Tomar's Tonic. That's Tomar of Tomar's oh, yeah. Tonic. Tomar. I got my uncle hooked on that. He orders it to Delaware now all the time. <laughs> Amazing. See, you owe us one, Tom. Yeah. Well, um, I, I would love to talk to Tomar. Yeah. So we're we're working on finding distributors right in cool. other markets. And New York is is super tough. We're very small. We're very craft, and our margins are very very tight. Of so. Course. Um, we can't necessarily compete, nor will we ever compete with larger brands. I mean, it's just not a, that's not what we're here to do. We're just kind of trying to make tasty things that people get pleasure out of. But um, any help that 
anybody could offer, of course. What about uh, the listener? How can they find you? Where are you at on social and where are you at on your website? Yeah, so our website is capitalinevermouth.com. We try to keep it pretty current with events and things like that. If you're in the D.C. area, um, I'd love to see you. You can email me at any time for anything. It's cat at newcolumbiadistillers.com. Cat with a K. With a K, yep, sorry. Uh, I should say we make our products at uh, New Columbia Distillers in D.C. They make green hat gin, so we're all a family Whoa. together. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we make uh, everything that <laughs> we do. Gin and vermouth. Weird. <laughs> what a weird concept. And <laughs> Italian-style bitter. Wacky, yeah. wacky. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Build your own so last week. Yeah, so last week. Yeah, uh, I, 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 this has been great talking to you. I, I love talking about vermouth. I, we we love talking about vermouth. Yeah, we do. Thank you. It's really we nice love meeting drinking you. it, too. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and thanks for making some Americanos for My us. pleasure. Um, the, the Tiber, right? Yep. The Tiber. Yeah. This one is, uh, I just, I love, like, I'm just like looking at it. I mean, like not just the label, but the actual, yeah, it's mesmerizing. It is. It really (laughs) is. Um, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, oh, are you using the Beatles in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. That's legit. Beatles juice. You're one of the last, right? Yeah, one of the last. Juice. Like you and Leopold, right? Yep. Not a lot of people doing it times? anymore. That's three times. Yeah. We go in there. The Beetlejuice. There. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Cochineal Beetles for coloring. Do you have a social media that, that we should follow? Yeah, social media on Insta. It is Capitaline Vermouth and Aperitivi. Mm-hmm. Uh, geez, I know I have Twitter. I'm I'm not great at the Twitter. I don't, I don't know it's if you want to broadcast your personal Instagram, but I, I just want to say I love your handle. Oh, thank you very much. I sure will. It's you could yeah check me out at Ziggy Cat Dust on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, give a Amazing. holler if you wanna if you wanna talk about product. I'm happy to to always talk about what we do and 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 taste anybody on anything that they might like. Hopefully, coming to a, a bar shelf and a liquor store in New York. Well, you'll be able to find to at least uh, maybe these bottles uh, on the bar at uh, Grand Army and, and Amore Margo. Heck yeah. So come check it out come there. Come have cocktails. Let's just come drink the vermouth. How about that? Yes, please. Um, well, it's really been great having you on. Um, it's looking, been a forward, blast. looking forward to coming down to the farmer's market in D.C. and seeing you there. Yeah. Um, We're just going to be walking around with go cups. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, you I mean, know what? or we won't. Yeah. No, 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 do your thing. Not that do anyone thing. knows, we'll, we'll do our own thing. I have yeah. a clean canteen full of uh, there you go. Uh, vermouth. Canteen Listen, the, the Caps just won the Stanley Cup, and the farmer's market is spitting distance from the stadium, so I feel like you could get away with yes, a lot caps. of public drunkenness currently in D.C. I'll get one of those little, you know, sheep bags. <laughs> That'll work. And it's right in front of the Portrait <laughs> Museum, which is one of my yeah. favorite places in, yeah. Yeah. to visit. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That doesn't involve food and alcohol. We're overdue for a trip to D.C. Anyone, Come on down. Anyone, who, that, anyone who would like to pay us to go to D.C., please chime in. Happy to host Jack you. Jack Lee, clear your couch. Yes. Oh, that's Jackson. right. Exactly. Jackson, coming for you. All right. Uh, upcoming shows include, but are not limited to, Julie Reiner is going to be on the show. And I'm going to be at Clover Club tonight, bartending. So hopefully yeah. she'll be there. I don't know if she's got other things to do for, for hey, BCB. But you, do you, you know how to get to my neighborhood? Have you ever been there before? I've been down there, yeah. All right, cool. You can swing over right. to Grand Army after. Just making sure. Uh, Matt Curry from New York uh, Cocktail Expo. Uh, Jesse Scheidlower, the guy who runs, uh, um, what do you call it there, uh, Threesome Toll Booth, yeah. which I'm going to this Saturday. Because I was like, if you're going to be on the show, I need to come to your thing. Um, a very interesting fellow. Is it an extra seat for me? Uh... There's only two seats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Ben Rojo scheduled to come on. We got Ben Rojo, yeah, from uh, the new uh, Washington bar at the um, at the Freehand Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, Lauren Myerskoff is coming up. Uh, she's going to bring us some syrups from her company, uh, Cocktail and Sons. Yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff happening. 
Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. It's a really busy time of year. Also, huh? I want to put this out there so that it's out there. Last night, I was hanging out at um, PDT, as I mentioned, with um, Jim Meehan. And I pulled him to the side just for a second to say hello. And he said to me, uh, you know, I said, how are things going? He goes, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a real up and down world because of, uh, you know, we, we won some awards right after we closed uh, Prairie, Prairie School. Prairie School, yeah. And I said to him, look, look, man, closing bars is hard. I've closed a couple. Um, maybe we should get on the air and have Damon interview us and talk about what it, what it means to close a bar. I'm curious if anyone would be interested in hearing that. And his eyes lit up and he was totally about it. So maybe we'll do a show where you interview Jim and I about what, what it means to close. Absolutely. It's, I think it's, that's it's a hard, great idea. It's a hard and gut-wrenching thing. Yeah. Um, but it happens. And maybe we should talk about it more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, there's... We well, maybe find a couple other folks who've had to close too. And yeah, I was going like to say, a little, like a we, power. but but you know, it's a weird thing. It's like I want even when I even when the words came out of my mouth, I was like, oh my god, I'm just asking Jim to talk about a failure. No, but his eyes lit up, and I'm curious who who else might need, want to talk but about. But we, it. the reason, I mean, honestly, we were talking about this before the show. The reason why I started this show eight years ago is because we need to talk about certain things and we need to bring it to light. I mean, shit, when when. Uh, Leif and and uh, and like the crew from Donna had the fire and everything and and the whole like Black Crescent mm-hmm. another crew, fire yep you know Reynolds and everyone they had their fire they both had fires that took their bars down not that they like shuttered for good but, but that like was some hard that's some fucking hard shit to go through mm-hmm. and it's important to talk about any we we celebrate all of our our victories here. You know, and we don't really talk and, about our failures, but, but we need to talk more about like the failures, our losses, yeah. And and yeah, definitely, we should definitely have Jim come on the show and talk about it. So there you go, Jim. I put it out to the world. It's going to happen right. now. Yeah. So you're on the spot now. <laughs> also, by the way, I spoke to AK last night as well, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to get her and and Bell on the show together. Great. So that they can talk about what it's like to run PDT both here and in Hong Kong. Yeah. Because you know she got swept over there un- unexpectedly. Do you know how that happened? Yep. So Adam Schmidt, who was heading the bar program over there with Je- with Jeff, broke his ankle, yeah. and Jeff called AK and said to her, "What do you have planned for the next three weeks other than work?" And she said, "Nothing." And he goes, "We've uh, this is the best part. We've already booked your flight for tomorrow at noon. Get your passport. <laughs> You're coming to Hong Kong." <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so she had to jump over there and, and get get PDT Hong Kong started because Schmidt broke his ankle right at the wrong time. With no good time, but like yeah. Amazing. So great stories <laughs> to be to be had there. So they, the, she's agreed for him, but we got to figure out a time when they're both in town at the same yeah, time. Yeah, totally. And get them on the show. And well, you know what? I, we we talked about some uh, kind of dark shit just now, but all right. You <laughs> but, know what? It's, 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 but now let's go back to celebrating some really good shit. Yeah, Kat, Thank you so much for being on the show today and for bringing me. your great products in. And uh, we're gonna. I mean, I'm I'm no stranger to having. Illegal products behind my bar, so <laughs> nor, nor am I. So if you're yeah. leaving these bottles with us, they're gonna yeah, all yours. They're not, they're not gonna stay here on the on the speakeasy bar because they're vermouth and, and they, there's no refrigeration here for them. So we're gonna take them to our bars and we'll pour them on people. Yeah, I would love that. We'll pour them all over them. them. All, all over all them. Over, That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. All right. That's it. I think we got it. We this was a fucking great show. I, I love you know, talking DC. I always love talking about DC. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, I always love talking about Vermouth. And you're such a great person to talk with. And uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Cheers. Appreciate Delightful. it. Cheers. That's Cheers. it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out more programs like this one on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Click on the beating heart to donate to the station and keep us keeping on. Until next week.
Cheers, y'all. Cheers, guys. Negronis. Cheers. So last week. So last week. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.